right, we're back again as the Dregs. We're all in person. Hey, fellas. Yeah, hello. Welcome to my humble abode here. Having us over. Yeah, yeah. thanks for inviting yeah. us to do this. On a, on a very casual Saturday morning. Big difference in this show today. We're doing coffee. That we are. Because Van Pours, you guys, you know, also talk about coffee as well as beer, right? We, we so, dabble. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like coffee? Coffee is amazing. Yeah. That could be a polarizing topic, though. Some people are big tea fans, right? They can't can't hack the caffeine levels in coffee. Yeah. I mean, way to tease our next episode. Um, <laughs> although that, I think there is a lot we can do with tea. I yes. mean, yes. Te- yes. The, the range of products that Tetley has is <laughs> <laughs> phenomenal. Top tier. Anyway, guys, good to see you. Today, uh, we got a little sample pack, which is one of my favorite things to get. I always get it as like a, like a birthday gift or like it's even like a stocking stuffer gift around Christmas time or... Even just a gift when you just feel like giving a gift to your friends. It's a sample pack from Prototype Coffee down in East Pan. They're, they're literally next door to Strathcona Brewing. Mm-hmm. And I first learned about them at Hotwired Festival when I was hosting that. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the whole coffee beer festival there. That feels like so long ago. So when long. We were at a beer and coffee festival. So long ago. So yeah. What, what was that? I want to say it was 2017 was the first one. Yeah, I think somewhere around there. That was ages ago, man. <laughs> yeah, and the, the last one would have been would have been 2018, probably, right? No, I think there was one like right before we shut everything down because it was February. It's around this time right. usually. So, shout, shout out to the guys there. But so yeah. now you've talked about prototype a few times. Yeah, you've you've kind of put us on. You've hyped hyped it up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're taking our first sips here of one of the coffees, and it is quite delicious but what is like what makes prototype special i mean i just i just really like what matt's doing down there and like he's sourcing his coffee from single single farms as well like he's not like buying a bunch and blending them yeah as well and there's a real craft of that he really caters to that i like and he does an excellent job with his christmas coffee roasts every year and like i, I don't know it's just it's just really good coffee and i i like his product and i like what he's doing and yeah and, and he's won the hop wired fest like every year <laughs> for best that might be an indication that's so, pretty damn so, good <laughs> so and he's since he's right next to strathcona brewery as well a delicious coffee porter on nitro like they kind of do that annually as well down there nice just nice oh makes sense so good so so today was when we went and picked up the coffee that was my first time in there and it's kind of tucked in like a little it almost reminds me of like yeah i gotta go under like the set a set of stairs like into like the crawl space just to like see the door yeah but yeah. then once you get in there it's like it's like a long narrow kind of tasting room but um it's like super super nice in there it's super comfortable in there. yeah yeah it's a, it's a good vibe Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're entering like the the Willy Wonka chocolate factory there, crawling under stairs, always getting yeah. smaller, yeah. door <laughs> tiny at the end, something like that. Yeah. Except in some, instead of some crazy fucking guy slinging chocolates, you've just got like a nice cafe. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more stable of an environment. Yeah. Nobody's in falling into chocolate. Of pure rivers. imagination. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that's behind the scenes when they're roasting the coffee. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> So, Luke, you have the bag. What, what are what are we trying here? Oh, I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to pronounce Down this. Out. It's from Jibicho, Hibiko, Jibiko, Jibicho in Ethiopia. Right. And it is, see, I don't really know much about sort of reading stats for coffee like this, but... What, well, what are the tasting notes? Where are the tasting notes here? Let's see. Oh, okay. 
candied orange, jasmine, watermelon, and ginger. And this is a bean from about 1,800 or 1,900 meters coming from Ethiopia. And if you're wondering what the wet mill is on this one, <laughs> it's a Banco Gotiti. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's like the first thing that actually I was hoping you were like going to get to. I'm like, when's the wet mill coming? Yeah, when's, <laughs> he gonna, <laughs> when's he going to mention the wet mill? Because <laughs> that's going to change this whole drinking experience. So we're drinking this out of Chris's, what do you call that thing? A Chemex? Yeah, Chemex pour over. Pour over. I mean, we're not passing around the Chemex and drinking it out of it, but we, we made the coffee in there. <laughs> that's, so, how, that's how the real deal yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pass me that Chemex. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually a very disturbing sight. If yeah. go, go Bruins! Oh. <laughs> I might try to do that for my next video call at work. Just like instead of pouring myself a coffee, just in between like discussion, just take a haul straight yeah. from the Chemex and just chugging. see if I still have a job the next day. Chugging from a Chemex. But I guess, so this is a pour over. I'm more of a, I have like a cheap little espresso machine at home, mm-hmm. but I, I don't really know anything about pour over or... You know, the benefits of it. Chris, you you seem to be quite the pour-over gentleman. Yeah, you can call me a complete expert in the topic. Oh, fantastic. And trigger warning for anybody listening. If you are a coffee aficionado, I am apologizing for this episode right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're probably just ripping your hair out listening to us. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, I've drank coffee since I think a f- probably like my third year in school up at SFU. Um I was like kind of the guy I like if, you were going to say your third year in life <laughs> yeah. since I was three. My parents were like, man, this kid's like kind of sleepy all the time. He's probably, I was complete opposite. They were like, we need to give this. If anything, they would have found like a downner for me to take yeah. when I was a kid. But got in a, got in a coffee partway through uni. And looking back, I'm like, well, how did I get through my first two years in university without drinking coffee? But yeah. I just growing up, I just never had it. So. Luke and I, when we both were in the offices downtown, we'd usually once or twice a week try to link up for coffee, go down to Nemesis, or if there's a few good coffee shops in, in Gastown, like Revolver. Great spot. But so we've always been big coffee drinkers and fans. But when you actually get into like how to roast coffee or even like, you know, you read the notes off here and you try to taste those flavors, it's like, I feel like it takes a lot of training, like for your palate mm-hmm. to, to really get into it. And same with even just all the different ways you can brew coffee now. There's like so many different... Even when you say pour over, there's now so many different types of pour over machines and yep. it's crazy. But I found with Chemex, this is a pretty simple, like kind of foolproof way to make a, a decent cup of coffee. And what I've noticed from pour over versus... I was a big French press guy, is that you get more of the like delicate kind of flavors mm-hmm. in the coffee that you would actually read off the tasting notes. Yep. Where with a... French press, to me, it was like a little bit more acidic and, and stringent. Yeah. And yeah. kind of coarse and stuff. Like, so you get a bit more of the kind of roastier yeah, notes. Can't taste like melon or yeah, something, yeah. for example. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I've, that's, I've kind of transitioned to As for this. I am getting a little of that candy orange jasmine, but it's kind of nutty to me too. And which is, wasn't, it's not one of the tasting notes on the official piece of paper, but yeah, I'm getting a bit of like, I think a higher acidity on this one. So I, I can definitely can relate to some of these notes of, yeah, the candied orange and even the, the ginger a bit for me over here. Yeah. Get a bit of the ginger too. I've seen some people tasting coffee on TV mm-hmm. and they do the little the little spoon in the cup and the suck and the oh, cu- that. Cup, cupping. I think they call it cupping. Yeah, it's called cupping. Yeah. Is it? So when they do that though, now it's 
it's kind of i think the same kind of technique is like wine where you're like rolling it in the back right i guess maybe you want a certain amount of air in there as well with it Mm -hmm. when they're doing that are they actually um they're not doing like a pour over then trying it they're just like Putting we water really, straight in with the... You really should have gotten a coffee expert to join us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so please go Google this yourself. <laughs> it's going to be complete opposite of everything we're saying. We are not financial advisors nor coffee advisors, obviously, but here on this podcast. This, this episode's definitely going to get pulled off the internet for yeah. just <laughs> inciting fake news. fake news and propaganda. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of get some clout, though, if you get like pulled off Twitter, right? Although I don't know if I want to be in the same realm as like Donald Trump. Well, I mean, if we keep it reasonable, this could be good for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some some really small local news outlet would pick the most it up. popular podcast that you can't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> well, my cupeth runneth empty. Mm-hmm. Shall we? Should we try the next pour one? another one over? <laughs> <laughs> Man, you've just been waiting for that. Like, oh, I got to get this joke in before somebody else figures it out. So I got to finish my coffee first. You know what? Normally I'm quite a planner, but that one literally came to me right now. And through the magic of editing, we're back. Second, back. second cup of coffee. But you need a waffle, sir. Oh, thank you. So we have the fancy waffles. And this is the vanilla flavor that we picked up. But uh, you have the bag in your hand. What, are, what did you make for us on the pour over there, Chris? Yeah, so next up we got the El Nogal from Mexico, the notes. This coffee is a shining example of what gets us so excited about Mexican coffees this year. Its elegant and deeply complex flavor profile is thanks to extreme attention to detail and quality on the farm, combined with excellent terroir and innovative post-harvest processing techniques. Mm-hmm. Sounds thorough. Hit me with the wet mill. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, this one does not have a wet mill. Serious? Yeah, it doesn't. I thought all coffees had a wet mill after I know, the first bag. I know. But you would be keen to know that the altitude is 1392. So there you go. Those are pretty high altitudes. Even the yeah. last one at 1900, we're talking meters, right? This says M-A-S-L. What? Yeah, meters above sea level. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like trying to understand. I'm like, this, this is meters, right? That is pretty high up there. I feel like the North Shore Mountains, like Seymour, for example, I think we're looking at like 1,100 meters to the top. So that first coffee we had, and, and this one even, they're you know quite a bit higher than the, the peak of some of the North Shore Mountains, which is, when you think about it, I guess the whole, probably this whole region in Mexico or wherever this is from, it's probably not a mountain peak, but just mm-hmm. the general elevation of that area is probably quite high, but mm-hmm. yeah, but that's cool. That, well, I mean, just to show my ignorance, I mean... I, I don't think about it often, but like, yeah, there's a lot of mountain ranges in Mexico because mm-hmm. like Mexico City is, you know, a mile above and yeah, you know, yeah. So what is it about elevation that again, we should have brought a coffee. I know, but it. I'm just trying to something to do with the soil. I'm, I'm going to guess. Right. Yep. And then that, well, I, I know of the coffee belt, which is the area around the world in which coffee can only grow because it's closest to the equator there. So that's why you only have countries like Mexico, Colombia, right. Ecuador, Ethiopia. It's because they're in that band in the middle. Mm. Where it's so, the right elevation, the right yep. climate, yep. the right soil. Yep. Got it. So you're saying that <laughs> Luke's idea of new coffee farm sprouting up there at the top of Seymour is probably not going to happen anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that might be uh, iced coffee. So... <laughs> 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 So, so what what are the tasting notes here? Yeah, so tasting notes for this one are rose, cherry, and honey. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, the smell to it, it's more of an earthy, earthy kind of, kind of profile. Yeah. This that, one's a bit like denser, kind of like heavier mm-hmm. than the, the last one, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I'm not getting as much acidity off this one, but I can, I think I can maybe taste some of the rose. This whole like tasting notes for coffee is quite a new experience for me. My coffees usually taste like those little cups of international delights. Yeah. <laughs> Either French vanilla or hazelnut. And how does that happen? If they have it at Petrocan. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Are you ever at Petrocan at like the RBC ATM and you just, you need some cream at home. So you just take, you know, a handful of those international delights, pop them in the fridge for a rainy day. I can't say I above that but i i haven't gone got, gotten to that yet i haven't been that desperate before luke <laughs> but yeah even like drinking coffee black is not something i would normally do but yeah i can I definitely get behind it and i think it's kind of a, a rabbit hole one can really dive down and, and stay down for a while yeah like i'll be honest like in until it was hop wired actually that got me turned into just drinking black coffee because mm-hmm. Like just trying all the different coffees from all the vendors there. I'm just like, oh my God, where does this, where's this flavor been all my life in yep. coffee? Because I've just been used to like burnt Starbucks or burnt Folgers, you know, and, and then you have real coffee like this and you're like, oh, oh, okay. There is life to coffee. So what do you do in here in the morning at your place, your daily coffee routine? Does it include any sort of milk nope. product? Nope. No milk, no coconut like butter and no, none of that. Like, yeah, true story. So I was in London staying with my friend there and took the prototype coffee over for him, but he was all about making that bulletproof coffee first thing in the morning. He's like, just hawking in like, you know, the coconut oil and, you know, butter and got a few chia seeds in there. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is, buddy, like, this is a smoothie. Like this, yeah, is, like, this isn't a fucking coffee anymore. Yeah. So he's, <laughs> he's just putting like all this stuff in there and, and, and then it's like, just this real acidic, dark coffee that he had. And I was just like, oh, and so I gave, so I gave him the coffee when I arrived, like, you know, thanks for letting me stay with you. And, and I'm like, Hey man, like, you know, like, do you want to try my coffee? And he's like, yeah, sure. Okay. And then he, he was about to go and just slap <laughs> a lob of butter in the thing. And I went, man, like, just can, try you, it. can you, can you just try it straight? And he's like, oh, well, yeah, I just, I just never have black coffee. And then he went, holy crap, what is this? This is good. And what? now he's a convert and he doesn't do the whole bulletproof coffee thing anymore. Oh, there so you go. There you go. Now, but then how does he get in and all these other vitamins and protein and everything? He's got to now make a, yeah. a whole other gotta something make a on the side yeah. to go with the coffee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like just a piece of toast with all of those ingredients that would go into his coffee would suffice, right? <laughs> yeah. Butter, yeah, exactly. some coconut oil, some aged cheddar on top. Yep. That all goes into a bulletproof, doesn't it? Get some locks on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so Luke, what's your morning coffee routine? I packed a little espresso machine and lately I've been using this. Um, so I make like a, a double espresso and then I started using the frother thing again to make foam, but I've been using this cashew and almond milk because... Brooke is off dairy and we oh, don't yeah, really yeah. buy that stuff anymore, but it makes it actually, as far as like non-dairy milks go, this cashew almond unsweetened stuff from mm-hmm. Silk, I think surpasses any oat milk or soy oh, really? milk or almond milk that I've had. It's crazy how many different kinds, basically any nut out there has been turned into a milk. Oh, like, yeah. like yeah. We've, we started with like, yeah, like 
actually oat i feel like was even kind of like newer but we started with like almond milk i feel like was one of the first ones that people started going crazy for and then oat and now like you know there's the cashews we had macadamia we have macadamia nut milk at home that we got from costco yeah that's got to be expensive doesn't isn't it Aren't macadamia nuts like a buck a pop from Hawaii? <laughs> I think they just use one macadamia nut and just <laughs> they're just letting that thing yeah. steep for days and days and days. <laughs> that fucking macadamia is just soup from put- a stone, but only with a macadamia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's so many now, and they all all do taste quite different. Um, I I lean more, I think, towards like oat. And this macadamia nut milk is actually not bad. But the thing is, like, I also do want to taste the actual coffee. So I put, like, just a kind of a dollop in it. Just, I don't know, because I kind of like that hint of flavor. But yeah. then when you're drinking good coffee like this, it's almost like you're doing a disservice to it sometimes. For you sure, add anything I can see that. I'm interested to hear, is it, it's Matt at Prototype, right? Be interested to hear his take on, you know, adding milks and stuff to coffee and like somebody that's a coffee obviously a coffee expert a coffee aficionado somebody who lives and breathes coffee he what makes they his think own about specialty it. milks down there too oh yeah no. what kind blue blue oh. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i mean yeah yeah i need to look it up but like yeah there is there is a jug of blue milk that was was on the countertop there when we put the coffee so and this isn't milk that's gone bad no, it's from <laughs> not, it's, it's from, Star, from Star Wars. It's the Tatooine specialty there in Luke Skywalker. You had blue milk, right? Nice. I guess. Uh, I mean, we've seen some breweries do sort of bluish beers with um, what is it? The butterfly pea shoots. Yeah, yeah. So I would be. I would put a little wager on maybe that's being used there, but some sort of natural. Drink. I can't imagine it would be any sort of like Windex or blue food coloring. <laughs> no. There now. I think. Coffee shops do probably have, or coffee roasters have certain roasts that are like, they go better with milk, right? For lattes, Americanos, because most shops you go Mm -hmm. to, they kind of have like their house, like their house kind of a roast that is used for espresso, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. The really, well, like, like, like we do with breweries, right? Like we go there for the experience and the uh, tasting and everything else. So, I mean coffee shops have gotten just as sophisticated i think with the flavors and stuff so i think i think i think we should wrangle in an actual coffee person and be at a coffee shop next time here to do a proper coffee episode there's a couple pretty like we're more tapped into obviously like the the kind of beer blogger beer media Mm -hmm. community in vancouver but there's like a growing like coffee influencer blogger media community as well so there's, we'll have there's to, an influencer for everything now. Yeah, <laughs> there like, is. there's there's a few blue milk influencers <laughs> out there for sure it's not pretty, me- it's pretty niche not a, not a lot of collabs maybe but yeah but yeah we should probably bring on yeah give us a luke you, yeah i picked up the waffles here for us to have a snack and i just grabbed the chocolate one and how good is this chocolate here but i mean yeah i was just about to say all of these waffles we had i think we had a vanilla one you mentioned yeah, earlier yeah. This one is amazing too. It's I feel like this is a kind of a concept I haven't seen yet in sort of coffee shop mm-hmm. food items is kind of like a waffle but taken and, and presented almost as a donut would be. Yeah. So, you know, a nice yeasty waffle and mm-hmm. then or is this yeasty? I guess this is like a cake waffle, but yeah. still very delicious and then kind of glazed or covered in chocolate. <laughs> this is like 
big dollop of chocolate on the top with uh, some flake sea salt, which is fantastic. Yeah, this is great. And I think the next one we have coming up, is that like a green tea one? No, that one's like an orange marmalade kind oh, of thing. Nice. Yeah. So these, when I mean, you said donut, this is actually kind of interesting because it is more of like the texture of a donut versus, I don't know, a lot of the waffle. There's a lot of places in town that do waffles now. Mm-hmm. There's like Nero waffles, like what's a popular like brunch spot. There's another place that does is really popular for waffles, but they're more of like, they're, they're definitely like a harder kind of texture. But this is leans more to like a donut, which is more my vibe. It's kind of different than like a lot of coffee shops there. They do the like muffins, usually some sort of cookie. Yeah, it's like the standard package, right? Yeah, which I love all of those things. Yeah, but it's cool to to branch out and, you know, bring in something a little different. And when a customer comes in, they have a look at your offerings and they're like, well, that's cool. I haven't seen that at any other coffee shops yet. So I think that's that's it awesome that there and just to paint you a weird picture i mean like if you look at the cross section here of the waffle that i made that's that's a decent amount of chocolate there in the crevices of the waffle so so well done well done prototype well done and they were made fresh staff said yeah these are fresh this morning just made them and they were a bit difficult to get into the box because they were so fresh so nice are they making it on site there i i would assume so yeah because the staff seemed very keen and they said they had one that didn't turn out so great. So they had to finish it them, eat it themselves because mm. wasn't, wasn't <laughs> I would, if I worked at a coffee shop, I'm pretty sure that would be my go-to line. Just like, oh, you know what? Oh, just kind just, of no. crumbled the corner of this one. Probably should just set that one aside for, <laughs> for, for, for staff purposes. Yeah. And then after like a week, they're like, we seem to be missing like... <laughs> five percent of our baked goods yeah. <laughs> like, yeah like this isn't sustainable yeah there's 650 baked goods that are unaccounted for <laughs> i honestly like if i worked at a place like nemesis where you like you have access to cruffins and oh, like God, fried chicken yeah. sandwiches all day i would be yeah. sweating butter every time i i, I come home yeah but you could use that for your bulletproof coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh geez you think think of your body as as a double-walled Chemex filter for butter. <laughs> Just goes in, only the good stuff comes out, out of your pores. It's your body synthesizing what it needs. Then you can just scrape it with the back of a butter knife into a cup full of Folgers. You're really painting a very vim- vivid image that I'm not sure our listeners really want. <laughs> so what's the email for our, the complaints department for the dregs? Thunderdog at the dregs.beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how we've been putting Wait, this email address for like Three years now, <laughs> not a single email has come through. Thunderdog is is the biz dev, the intern, the complaints department, and also the spam folder, all in one. Which hasn't even received spam, so. Yeah. So it, in terms of spam, it's doing a great job. It's doing a great job. It's really, really just shielding us from that. It is doing a great job. So Aaron, um, I hear uh, we're, we're, yeah, we're changing, changing techniques. What are we doing here? Yeah, things are percolating over there. So just doing it the old-fashioned drip, drip coffee in a jug. You know, automate the process rather than having you slave away and stirring coffee in a Chemex. I only got to pour two coffees and I've already been replaced by robots. Yeah. Such is, <laughs> such is the way the world's going. Yeah. But you did such an amazing job, Chris. As far as coffee tasting goes, should we be like 
each taking a bean and chewing on it? Is that a thing? Like, are there other avenues of tasting this coffee or experiencing this product that's in front of us that we're just not aware of? Do you want a mouthful of coffee? I mean, like grain? one coffee bean, like you get chocolate covered coffee beans, right? That's a thing. That's mm-hmm. actually true. Yeah. I'd say let's do it. I'm going to I'm gonna grab one. Y'all want a bean? <laughs> <laughs> What's your dentist's phone number? Just get them on speed now. Yeah, because because I think those beans are spent beans that are in chocolate. So these are going to be even better. <laughs> I mean, I think you go for it and we'll just see what, what happens. I'm, then... I'm keeping my teeth for the last waffle here. These beans are cool. They're very, um, they're smaller than I expected they would be. Yeah. And a lot lighter as well. They're yeah, like a very lighter light, in color. Light and, brown. Yeah. It's not the size of the bean that matters. It's the quality of the roast, Luke. I think you're right about the chocolate ones being spent. They're almost, <laughs> they're almost hollow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we're the coffee people are gonna they'll probably turn this episode off at this point, right? <laughs> we we might actually get complaints to Thunderdog at the Greg's <laughs> Yeah. So wait, do you get anything the, out of that? Like do you actually taste any of the, the notes or is it were you just too focused on having a bunch of coffee grounds now in your mouth? I mean, I don't know. I guess there is a bit of acidity to it. Definitely tastes like coffee. That's good. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Whew. <laughs> that's a relief. <laughs> but yeah, I guess that's probably not a thing to do. <laughs> I'm glad you took one for the team there, Luke. That's all just to elicit our first email to Thunderdog at the Dregs. But I could go for another cup. Yeah. These are good. I'm enjoying the the liquid version is is good. <laughs> it's your preferred method of... Yeah, after some further exploration, <laughs> it has proven to to be the best. So, question for you both. If you had to pick, say, like a top three coffee shops that you think are killing it in Vancouver, Ooh. what would that list be? Which is tough to narrow it down because there is a lot of... I feel like in the last few years, even during COVID, I feel like there was still some like new coffee shops popping up. But pre-COVID, I feel like there was a lot of coffee shops popping up. Well, I mean, I, I got to give it first off to the one that we're reviewing, Prototype. Great, great space in there. Very comfortable. Excellent staff. And fantastic coffee. That's, okay, so yeah. that's one of them? What, that's what, one of them. You got two more. The other is my local that I just love is the Mighty Oak. I mean, it's not really... Well, it's a coffee shop. They don't roast their own, but I mm-hmm. mean, it's a little grocery store neighborhood vibe. Mm-hmm. Like it's in between houses here, like in the neighborhood. Like it's it's a great spot. Yep. And then I think a lot of that is just missing from cities, and it's and it's nice to have like that little kind of corner store coffee shop yep. family thing going on. The third, ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, I mean, probably Revolver, just because that's of a good one. Just because of the education that you get down there too. And it's a great space. A lot, a lot of room. You go in the next door there and it's like the museum of coffee with like all the stuff. Like, yeah. Yeah. And you can like, they they sell a lot of coffee products too. Yeah. So like you have a good cup there and you're like, all right, here's my credit card. Yeah. (laughs) Shut up and take my money. (laughs) Yeah. Let me start a product tab here. Yeah, exactly. How about you, Luke? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, for me, Other, other than Petrocan. Yeah, I mean, Petrocan and, and McCafe take take the one and two spots. But for number three, who's it going to be? Yeah, I mean, for me, the last two years, you know, spending 99.5% of my time in New West, I haven't really had a chance to explore a ton out in Vancouver. But I mean, you know, I've spent 
quite a bit of money at Nemesis and Revolver as well. So I'd have to put those two on the list. But got to shout out the local new West spot, Old Crow, which is down Still on Front Street there. there. It's just it's just one of those shops, like Aaron was saying, This his local here. Super, you know, great people working there. Mm-hmm. Great coffee. I think they bring in coffee from House of Funk as well. Yep. Um but just like the atmosphere in the community there is is second to none. So And they do they do bake good like donuts and stuff, right? I don't know if they bake them there, but they bring in some some really good stuff. Yeah. And they're also turning into now what's called Mood Swing, which is kind of a pop up bar in the same shop. So oh, they're gonna cool. they're selling some some wine. I don't know from where wineries exactly, but I know they got a lot of ABC beer on offer there so mm-hmm. um i don't know when exactly the the switchover is time wise mm-hmm. but i think they just opened up as the operational pop-up bar last friday yesterday yes the 18th i uh yes. i also want to give an honorable mention to 49th parallel over there on main street yep yeah yep. great great spot too they've been around for a while mm-hmm. that's 49th parallel is one of the coffee shops i think that actually like kind of really got me into good coffee i feel like going there they draw you in with the donuts they like mm-hmm. these donuts but then you start trying they got a lot of different kinds of coffee there too yeah so what are we trying here luke san agustin from guatemala and the tasting notes on this one are milk chocolate peach vanilla and red apple this seems like a bit more of like a classic like tasting note for like like this is like i feel like a combo you would see like like a, a more fine, popular like kind a, of like a fine wine or mm-hmm some yeah and this one we're looking at 1600 to 1880 muscles meters above sea levels Mm -hmm. this one's pretty clean like real smooth yep not acidic at all Mm -hmm. very light like doesn't have that big body like the last one had Mm -hmm. yeah quite a bit lighter this one yeah i would uh, agree with chris you mentioned it's kind of like a more of a what were your adjectives used to describe in the beginning i think it's kind of like a clap kind of roast like these notes like most most coffee shops you go to go to will have something with like milk, like a milk chocolate type of note. Yeah. It, right. Yeah. yeah I, I do agree that feel like this one's not overly acidic or the only word right can, in the middle there. Yeah. The only word I can think of and definitely not in a bad way is generic. Like it's just yeah. your like go to standard house blend. But I mean, it's still a really great cup of coffee. But this is probably like if you want to like this roast, if you want to just like drink if you want to just this roast, if you want to just drink like black coffee and you're not used to it, I feel like it's a, a kind of an easy, smooth transition, right? Yeah, like like it's not I too could, crazy. It's just like a nice, clean. Like I, I could take this over to like my parents' place and just make a pot of it, and like nobody would really complain, right? Like it's yeah. So prototype, what is it? Are they roasting the beans in the yeah? Back? He's They're got the site? yeah. He's got these little like countertop roasters. How big are they? They're uh, they're about like quarter of the size of my coffee table here so do they roast they roast like a bag at a time or like yeah yeah you can roast on demand there like okay that is very cool yeah one time like he didn't have any bags of a particular coffee that i went in there for ready yeah he's like well i got the beans right here it'll just be 20 minutes and so he made me a cup of coffee and then i watched him roast the beans right there on demand and put them in so so for those that don't know what goes into like like roasting exactly like what is what are they doing to the beans well like, the beans go it? yeah so the beans go in there and they go into the drum and there is a mechanism that's you know moving them around so they don't 
armed and so they're not static and burnt. And I think he, there's, there's like an air vent that's in there that's pumping mm-hmm. the hot air in, moving yep. it around and bringing the beans to a certain temperature. And like, I just saw the graph, like it goes up to a certain temperature and then it quickly dropped off in temperature too. So mm-hmm. it's heating and cooling to, you know, like much, much like in the brewing process of, you know, you need your water at a certain temperature to yep. do something at this point. In the, it's in, step, in, it kind in of steps brew. up temperatures yeah, and yeah. then you have certain additions of, of ingredients and, at and, that's, certain temperatures. and that's how sugars and stuff interact yeah. and create different flavor you so know, characteristics. Kind of, so. There's some parallels between yeah. it and brewing beer. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though, that they kind of run that such a, you know, such a small batch product that you would get that experience of watching and waiting for your coffee to roast. And I mean, I feel like people today hate waiting but there's something, if you can take that time and appreciate that and appreciate what's going on in front of you and enjoy that probably wicked cup of coffee you have while you're waiting, yep. you'll have more attachment to your coffee. Yeah. And that's such a cool experience that they're providing there. Because nobody, I, that's the first time I heard of it. Like you go and get coffee on demand, roasted roasting. on demand. That's I mean, like I, the other thing I will say is like, you can't drink that coffee right away. Like it's like recommended you got to wait like 24 to 48 hours after roasting as well. So like get the or right to, temperature. Like, or what? Are they too kind of brittle or like what is I, it, it's just to get the flavor it's like it's almost like a marination process with right. the air right because right, so, right. i know craig at friends of the podcast rooftop down in seattle they have a coffee they have two coffee roasters in their same building and they do a lot of collab coffee beers and stuff and he says yeah they freshly roast the beans but then they need to let the beans sit for 24 hours before they can brew the beer with them to let that flavor develop after they roast it right. so and so over at prototype they must be like nonstop roasting all day. I mean, maybe not, but like, it seems like they're very small batches. And if there's yeah. product going out the door, if people are coming in for coffee as well, that's probably a lot of I think he's got a, Yeah, I think he's got a bigger system in the back that I haven't seen. I'm sure he's scaled, but like, yeah, but yeah, like the, from memory, there's like four or five of these individual roasters up on the countertop in the back behind the bar. So mm-hmm. nice. I wonder if there's, you know, roasting is just one way to cook something. Can you do anything else with coffee beans? Air fry them? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're going to try your next just straight bean shot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw it in the air fryer. Throw it in there with a couple chicken nuggets. <laughs> little little charcuterie board. Air fried charcuterie board. <laughs> Can you Instapot it? <laughs> yeah, just have it in there for 48 hours on high pressure. That would probably just come out some sort of coffee goop, right? You make coffee popcorn, I think, at that point. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting idea. So I'm feeling a little left out because I didn't name my top three coffee shops. Well, yep. So yep, yep, yep. I'm going to give you but, my top three. But before you do, okay, gentlemen, get a, get amongst this last waffle here because this one is the best out of the bunch in, in my Now this is the here. what? The marmalade? Marmalade. Marmalade. It looks pretty something. good. I almost thought this was like pistachio shavings on the top or something. Yep. I would agree. That's the best one. Mm. I love orange flavored stuff like this. Just so much fresh yeah. citrus in it's it. It's really good. That's beautiful. It's really good. And it's actually pairing really well with this coffee, I will say too, because I had a bite and now I'm having a sip of coffee and I would have to agree. I feel like with a you take a waffle that's kind of got a more kind of aggressive like flavor to it. Mm-hmm. And you're not gonna want to pair that with like a coffee that has like too much going on. Like a nice clean Yeah. Not, not like this. not one extreme to the other. Yeah. Okay, so my top three. Nemesis, number one. Not just for the coffee, but I feel like they are doing the best right now in just creating like an atmosphere through number one, the like 
architecture of their their spots like the new one on great northern way mm-hmm. was like it's like it looks kind of like like almost like a pomegranate mm-hmm. kind of shape to it and you walk in there and you're just like you feel like you're almost in like a, a museum or something mm-hmm. like you wouldn't expect like that building to like house a coffee shop which is, is pretty cool number two their baked goods are insane They've got their dope bakehouse, which does all these cruffins and stuff like that. And then now they've just started roasting their own coffee in the last few months. So now they're they're packaging their packaging and roasting their own coffee, which is really cool. But yeah, they've got we, Luke and I used to always go to the one in Hastings, which is kind of the smallest one of the three. They've now got the one in Lower Lonsdale and then the one on Great Northern Way. But yeah, they're and also same thing, like the staff there all seems super knowledgeable, friendly, like It's just a pleasant experience every time you go there. So that'd be number one. Number two, I used to always go to Timber Train a lot. Timber Train is a cool little shop. I used to go down there a lot too. Kind of forget about it. Like if you're not in that area all the time. Yeah. yeah. But their coffee's really good. I love love the secret design of the uh, seating in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like a... So it's like a train car, right? There's that. But like a bench, you can either have... Like the benches are shared. So there's like the little two, two seaters between the four seaters yeah but it's like a little hidden thing and like you don't realize if you don't know about it you walk in there and then you see somebody like walk in between the benches and you're like what the hell are they doing and then you see them sit down and you're like oh that's a seat for two there and yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's kind of cool eh? the other thing i rank um that that helps you know boost a, a coffee ranking in my mind a coffee shop ranking is if you have sparkling water on tap oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the cup of sparkling water next to the coffee like that's classy Mm-hmm. And then number three, I would also probably say 49th mm. just because of the nostalgia and how often I've gone there on West fourth where I'm at though. It's like on a weekend kind of just forget about yeah, it. Yeah. For, yeah. Right. Well, same <laughs> You're going to be lining up for a while. Same here over on main street. And it's just like, nope, 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 nope. I forgot about timber train though. Cause that's one you and I used to go to quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. That's if you wanted a little bit longer of a walk. <laughs> Yeah, I needed to decompress for an extra fifteen minutes. I would be like, I'm going all the way to the bottom of of, in like gas down there by the water. Yeah, yeah, they they make some good stuff there though. Right. Well, I think we've come to that point in the show. It's time for everybody's favorite segment. It's Luke's moments of wisdom. Oh God, I didn't prepare for this already. Luke's already given us so many moments of wisdom during this episode, though. Yeah, but I mean, like, what's the official moment of wisdom here? I mean, I don't know. I guess it would probably just be like, just don't eat spent coffee beans because I think I might have chipped a tooth. Because <laughs> normally it doesn't hurt to eat a waffle, but it does on my left side right now. <laughs> Are you actually serious? So you just fucking... It's a little sore. <laughs> oh, God. But needless to say, the you know, waffle makes up for it. I um, mean, the, the flavor... You've got good benefits though, right? Oh yeah. I'm not, so, I'm not. I'm not. It might it. be a, you know, a few hours under some anesthesia. You <laughs> <laughs> numbing injection. But I'm Worth sure they it. can carve it out. It's carve it out. They got, you know, those Dremel tools that they use and nothing like the smell of your own burning teeth as they grind deep into your roots. Mm-hmm. This uh, relaxing uh, coffee episode just kind of became a lot less relaxing. Yeah, you start breaking out the Dremel tools to put your teeth back together. <laughs> well, maybe this will uh, help you out. Surprise element here to this episode. I have a mushroom product for you to try. Oh, so how, cool. So how about I get that? Yeah, let's do it. Let's get that. All right, Luke. So here is Soul Brew. This is their Connect Tonic that they have with 
turkey tail as one of the main ingredients here. Nice. Yeah. Thanks for pouring this. What is this? This is a 0% alcohol elixir. Elixir. And we have it here with some sparkling water. Just a quick little soda stream here. That is like so unique. Like I, it almost has like a slight savoriness to it, but is also kind of citrusy at the same time. Yeah. I mean, smelling it, I was almost getting like kind of kombucha like hints, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't taste like a kombucha. It's not I find some kombucha is quite sour. Mm-hmm. This isn't so. It's got more of a little bit of a like a good bitter kick. Yep, yeah, almost like a aperitif. So they were That's really so she was based out of Winnipeg, but she's now moved to Vancouver, and she actually delivered my last order to my door the other day. So I got to meet the owner. But yeah, she's scaling up, and she moved out because she said the majority of her clients are on the west coast. So nice, makes sense. Yeah, nice. But yeah, like really nice packaging and great different yeah there's i think she's got like five different different uh, offerings so and are they all mushroom yeah yeah yep. so i guess that also makes sense to be out here because probably a lot of the mushrooms she's getting are <laughs> probably probably in the pacific northwest right well turkey tail is a mushroom that you would see super common they grow in huge numbers and they kind of grow on decaying wood and it's kind of it's got these like ringed zones of different colors. So if you look down and you'll see just hundreds of them on a log and they don't have a stem. So it's just like a little shelfy, flappy yep. little thing. But they have almost like these. Hence the name Turkey Tail. Yeah, they're exactly. They're, <laughs> no. you know, rings around it, mm-hmm. these zones that kind of may, resemble a turkey tail. Are they pretty common? Yeah, they're quite common. But they're, I guess that is kind of one of the reasons that they're so popular too and they're you know supposed to have a lot of beneficial properties as far as you know health and wellness goes mm-hmm. so a lot of people make teas and extracts i think there's you know ways to do alcohol extracts where it pulls a lot of the compounds out of it and then do whatever they do with it and yep. yeah this is a great example yeah this is delicious i could see myself drinking this mm-hmm. like this or mixing it into a cocktail or, or- they also recommend just on the rocks too. Like it's kind of meant to be like a whiskey kind of replacement as well. So. Okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. No, it's definitely, you know, I, well, she's local now in Vancouver, but you know, it was a Canadian product and uh, yeah, I'm a few months sober now. And like, this is, this has been a nice find to be a supplement. Well, beer. Out of the non-alcoholic elixirs and products that you've tried, where does this kind of rank? Like, is it? Oh, it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one of the top ones. Cause it's just like, like you saw me just now, like I just made a bottle of bubbly water and just poured yeah. it in with this. And it's like, cool. I got a unique drink ready to go. And, and, and it's not super sweet. Right. So it's not yeah. like you're throwing it back like a soda or, you know, like yeah. a tea, like it, it's, it still keeps you sipping. So it's, so it's interesting. Yeah. I was just going to say like, this is not, it's not like syrup that you pour in and yeah. it's got like 30 grams of sugar for every teaspoon yeah yeah you're not making your own like rc cola in the soda stream or anything like yeah. that you know <laughs> yeah one of the i think benefits for a company like this which is making something that's like quite a unique flavor mm-hmm. is that in comparison to we see a lot non-alcoholic like gin mm-hmm. replacements vodka replacements there's some rum ones that you mentioned i think on the last podcast for drinkers, when they have this, there's not like 
like for me at least when I try this, there's not an like flavor expectation. Yeah. Whereas if you're trying like a say vodka replacement, yeah, you you expect it to be a vodka. Yeah, right? and when yeah, it's not, yeah. you're kind of let down. You're like, oh, you know, I, I don't think I could try this again, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it has to be so good that and, and so close to the actual thing for you to probably enjoy it. So with this one, like you go in with zero expectations, and it just has this unique flavor, and you're like, okay, I'm not comparing it to anything. It's just good, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and I think that's the yeah, that's the issue with these replacement products, right? For sure. And it's it's kind of like a vegan meats too, right? Exactly. It's like, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Vegetarian, you know, people who eat vegetarian who are looking for meat-like products and isn't meat, and a lot of them aren't the greatest, and then it's just disappointing. And then yeah. they sometimes throw so much sodium in those things. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, it's just not even... It's actually worse for you than the meat. Just having, like, normal, like, a nice cut of meat. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, like eating vegetarian there's so much more that is just so good and it's good in its original vegetarian form that it doesn't yeah. need to be why do yeah. we need to bring fake hot dogs into this yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well it's weird to say fake hot dogs because like hot dogs are already kind of like barely food like, yeah, the yeah. Way that, it's like to fake that it's like okay how far do we really want to take this thing until it's just yeah. something shaped like a hot dog <laughs> like i don't know well, thanks for this, Aaron. This was really good. Yeah. Glad you guys enjoyed. I certainly enjoyed the coffees. Enjoyed pe having people around at my house again. I mean, uh... <laughs> so this is what maybe only like our third or fourth episode we've actually taped together. Yeah. 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 Thanks, COVID. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, COVID. But yeah, hopefully we've turned a corner and this will be more of a more of a regular occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, coming at the right time, weather's getting nicer. I just can't wait for the Drake's Roadshow to start, you know, we go out to some events. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We need a booth at events. Yeah. 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 I can't wait to actually just go to like a coffee or beer festival again. And there's already been some announcements for summer already. So yeah. So, so what I, saw, I saw farmhouse fest is back on out at UBC farms. Unreal. So yeah. So congrats to those guys getting it back together. And then the fruit beer fest is also back. That's the one I was well. in. Moved, well, yeah. So they moved it closer. I believe they're in Burnaby now for this oh, okay, one. So cool. it's yeah, a little bit so, more accessible for yeah. kind of in the middle. Yeah. So I saw that email the other day. And what else? Penticton Beer Week is back on as well. And as, and in Penticton as well, I think Festive Ales is also back as well, which is one of my favorite festivals. Sounds like we need to go to Penticton. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me a reason not to go to Penticton, really. It's great up there. So. Yeah. Because yeah, when I was when I was last there, neighborhood brewing hadn't opened up yet, and really keen to just sit on that patio with that outdoor fireplace they have there. And we did get in there when I was up there this past summer for my bachelor party, and it was just way too busy. Yeah. It was like a Saturday afternoon, and everybody in the neighborhood was at neighborhood. Yeah, <laughs> there was no chance of us getting in there. <laughs> it looks nice though. It's interesting there the. Um, some of the breweries like downtown Penticton, it's like a very different kind of like vibe from, from here. They're, yeah. they're almost like these huge kind of brew pubs. Yeah. Like yeah. it's more of like, like big like restaurant. Food like, at Cannery. Amazing. I was and, too busy you know, drinking beer slushies there. I had zero. And Slack, Slack, <laughs> Slackwater's food. Absolutely incredible too. Yeah, like, that, it was really good. Yeah. What is that? Liam's fried chicken sandwich there. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh. Very good. So good. Yeah, and, and, and each place has a very unique, different vibe and feel to it as well. So, yeah, shout out Penticton. You're doing something right. Beauty. I got to get going. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be that guy, but yeah. I'm going to be that guy. All right, guys. All right. Great to see you. Yeah, likewise. Until next time.